Welcome to the Gospel According to with Ryan and Mike, a conversation designed to explore what makes the gospel good news in various books and topics of the Bible. Okay, Mike. So in this season, we are talking about the kingdom of God. And so far, we've tried to just lay the groundwork for what the kingdom is, why we should consider the kingdom and the scripture. And especially in our last conversation, we recommended that the way to understand the whole biblical story is one reigning either through rebellion or restoration, one reigning through either rebellion or restoration. And in this conversation, we try to like to tease that out a little bit by trying to understand who the major agents in the Bible are. Yes. And we're going to do this in a story that I'm going to guess most listeners know, and that's the story of David and Goliath. But for those that have never heard the story of David and Goliath, you're going to get to be the first person to tell them this awesome story. Oh, so man. go ahead and tell them the story of David and Goliath. Great. Well, there was this uh, giant pickle that was terrorizing the, the no. <laughs> That's the veggie tales. Uh, no, I'm actually not. I, I thought I that was love, the NIV version for a second. Yeah, that's what Sorry, it was. Go ahead. Yeah. TNIV. I'm yeah, not. I'm actually not. I'm actually not a, a like a big veggie tales person, but that was my one reference that you'll get. Uh, anyway, so David uh, and Goliath, is, the biblical version. Go ahead. Yes, the the, the true story. Um, so uh, in the days of the the very first king in Israel, King Saul. You see the the Philistines and the Israelites are at war. Uh, the Philistines were were a frequent thorn in their side, a, a frequent plague on the Israelites. And, and here's another time where they're at war. And the, the armies are gathered together. They're encamped on either side of the valley. And every day for about 40 days, this champion from the, the Philistines comes out and he's he's this giant great warrior, you know, with all this great armor and weapons and, and just this intimidating, beastly threat. And he challenges the armies of Israel to produce a single champion that would fight them. And the, the challenge is if, if he fights uh, and, and Israel wins, the Philistines would become their slaves. But if Goliath wins, then the Israelites would become their slaves. And no one from Israel steps up to the challenge. They're all afraid. Even the king who, King Saul, who God appointed to be the shepherd of the people, the, the ruler, the one who would win their battles for them. That's what the Israelites wanted when they wanted a king in the first place. He won't go out and face Goliath. But then here comes David, who's this shepherd, a young young shepherd, um, and, and he's visiting his brothers on the battle line. And he hears this, this Philistine warrior with all these taunts and he has this righteous indignation, defending God's people, defending God's reputation, and says, who will, who is this uncircumcised Philistine to taunt the armies of the living God? And so he volunteers to, to fight Goliath. But um, he's, he's met with opposition from his brother. Even the king is trying to dissuade him. But, but he appeals to his own experiences of faith. He says, as a shepherd, he's fought and killed a lion and a bear when they were uh, trying to kill the flock. And so the same God who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. And so he goes out to meet the giant uh, with no armor, but just this uh, shepherd's staff and a, a, a sling and some stones. And the giant taunts him. And, and makes fun of him. But again, David challenges um, in the name of God, I'm going to 
defeat you. I will kill you, feed your bodies to the birds of the sky, the Philistine army to the bodies of to the, to the birds of the sky. And so um, as, as Goliath would charge, David swings his sling and releases one stone and it hits the giant in the forehead and he comes falling to the ground, gets knocked out. And so David goes to finish the job. He doesn't have his own sword. So he draws Goliath's sword, takes it out, kills Goliath, cuts off his head. And, and when, when the Philistines see this, they scatter that empowers, emboldens the armies of Israel. They chase them down and win the battle. Yeah, great story. I mean, it is. It's, I mean, this this is one of the gets. greatest. Yeah. And it's sad that this is often seen as just a children's story, oh, because man, yeah. this really is one of the greatest stories of all time. Yeah. Um, I mean, not only is it an underdog story, but it is a paradigmatic story of the Bible. Well, yeah. let's take this story and ask what it tells us about kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, it should be pretty obvious, even from a surface level telling of the story, where does kingdom come to play in the narrative? You've got rival kings, rival kingdoms, rival powers um, battling one another, like exactly, opposing one right? another. Right. And, and we're using here the story of David and Goliath as kind of a case study. But mm-hmm. really, as you go throughout the Bible, especially the Old Testament, the Old Testament is abundantly clear that there's always competing kingdoms. Mm-hmm. You have the kingdom of God versus foreign kingdoms. And even in the New Testament, it's a bit more subtle in the New Testament, but it's yeah. certainly there. You always see the kingdom of heaven fighting against the kingdoms of this world. And that's really the two kingdoms that we discussed before. You have either the rebellion from the kingdoms of this world, or you have the restoration of the kingdom of God. Well, let, let me then ask, who then are our main agents in this story? Yeah. You've got um, God himself, you've got the, the Philistine warrior, and you've got the shepherd David. Exactly. There's three. Now, I want to look mm-hmm. at a couple of verses here. Uh, look at verse 37. Verse 37. This is in 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel 17, verse 37. And David said, Yahweh, who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and Yahweh be with you. Now, if I were to ask you, who does Goliath think he's battling? Hmm. Yeah. On, on one hand, he thinks he's battling just this ruddy shepherd boy. But in reality, he's battling Yahweh himself. Exactly. Right. We have to understand as we work through the biblical narrative that you always find God working through human agency. Even in the beginning, God created, but then turned Mm -hmm. over the earthly realm over to Adam and Eve. Yes. God always works through humanity. But likewise, then humanity is only going to be successful when we're trusting in the power of God. Anytime we're left to our own vices, kind of like Saul is just a bit before this, we're going to be led into failure, but it's only when we trust in God. But then to get to that third agent, yeah, I think so often in my life, I always thought of 
life as either just I'm doing the right thing and I'm following God or I'm not. And I miss, no, there's another agent at work Mm -hmm. in God's creation. And that's here embodied as Goliath, as the beast. Mm -hmm. Read for me verses 46 and 47 of this chapter. Yeah. Uh, Could I read 45 as well? Absolutely. Okay. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with sword, a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of Yahweh of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. This day, Yahweh will deliver you up into my hands and I will strike you down and remove your head from you. And I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and that all this assembly may know that Yahweh does not deliver by sword or by spear for the battle is Yahweh's and he will give you into our hands. I mean, I know Joshua 24, 15 is always written in people's homes. These verses need to be engraved oh, on our walls. Uh, it's it's so great. Isn't it it? Yeah. is. Now let's notice here. What is the kingdom of Goliath likened to? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Oh, the beasts of the earth. Yeah, is every, yeah, is yeah. Everything in them? yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. You, you think back to Genesis 3, evil mm-hmm. comes into yes. God's creation as a beast. Right, yeah. Genesis 4, verse 7. Evil is crouching at the door. That word used in Genesis yeah. 49 to describe exactly. a lion that's crouching. Yes. You yeah. work through Daniel 7, where those mm-hmm. beasts arise from the sea, embodying mm-hmm. evil. Evil, sin capital Mm -hmm. S sin as a power that is at work in God's good creation is a beast. Yeah. It's not controlled. It's not disciplined. It's not good. It's not creative. All that it knows how to do is devour and destroy. And that's what you see Goliath doing here. He's wanting to devour the Israelites. He's wanting to destroy the Israelites. And such is the nature of evil. Evil does not create. Evil does not bless. Evil devours and destroys what the creator has made. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this really is the whole story of the Bible. Yes. You have God creating, then working through people who are his image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then there's this malignant force, sin, mm-hmm. that is at work in creation. Yeah. That, let me just comment on that idea of agency for just a second, because I, I find that is so essential to understand what's really going on in scripture. So many things that are maybe confusing or, you know, just sort of shrap opaque to us or whatever um, comes from this idea of just not recognizing, okay, God is sovereign. God is King. God has all power and all these things. How does he exercise his sovereignty? How does he exercise his power? And it's through agency, especially human agency. Um, And if it were just a matter of, good versus evil or God versus evil. I mean, with a immediacy, he could wipe them out. The, 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 what we call delay, the, the plot twists and turns in the Bible story is all related to God being bent on this purpose to work for and through humanity as his agents. Right. If, if that were not a a king, if that were not the, the case, evil would be snuffed out, but yet there's totally. something about what God is, what is doing specifically for and through us that, that is the underpinning of the entire biblical 
message and story. Yeah, it's what it's what the Apostle Paul calls grace, right? We've talked mm, about this. Yeah, yeah. That God always gives away of his authority to us. Mm -hmm. I mean, God gave the authority on earth to us. And the question of the whole biblical witness is, is humanity going to rebel under the kingdom of the beast? Or are we going to be restored under the kingdom of God? But there's three agents here. God, humanity is his image and sin and evil. Mm -hmm. Those three agents are continually at work in creation. Now, it's interesting, as you note, back into verse 46, David promises, I will strike you down and cut off your head. And that's indeed what Mm -hmm. he does. Where else do we read of a cutting off of a serpent's head? Yeah. You know, obviously, this takes us right back to Genesis, you know, Genesis 3 and that, that in plot line of the Bible that's set up when God's talking to the man and the woman, and even the serpent turns to the, the serpent and says in Genesis three 15, I'll put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed, he will bruise your head. You shall bruise his, his heel. And, and that, that conflict between humanity and the serpent, right. And the, the descendants and the offspring of the serpent, the seed of the serpent. And, and yet, there's, there's conflict, there's enmity, but there's victory. Humanity will have victory over the serpent. And much as you see that original battle in Genesis 3 between God working through human agency with sin as an evil force at work, this, of course, comes to a climax in Christ. Yes. Jesus says in John 12, 31, now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And mm-hmm. I, when I am lifted up, will draw all people to myself. Jesus himself is going to be the human representative as the son of man. Yes. who as the son of God brings the full purposes of God all for the destruction of evil. Yes. And this is the true slaying of Goliath. I didn't know this mm-hmm. till like a year ago, Mike, but Jesus of course dies at Gogaltha, hmm. which Jewish tradition says is the place that Goliath's head was placed in Jerusalem. Interesting. And the word Gogaltha comes from Goliath of Gath. Huh. And you notice with Jesus, that's cool. Jesus has come to defeat and to destroy the kingdom that was devouring and destroying God's good creation. Yes. Three players, Mm -hmm. God, humanity, and evil. And, and, you know, what's interesting about that, and I say interesting as if this is just some academic point to observe, but I mean, what's amazing about that is uh, God is the, is the conqueror does so by becoming one of us, right? Yes. So, so it's not like he abandons human agency there, but by becoming one of us. Um, and, and in that, the, the serpent, the beast, the powers are defeated. Absolutely. Absolutely. So to give a quick forecast of where we're going to go in our next couple episodes, um, Mike and I have two sermons that we would like to throw out to listen to, each that ask, what does it mean that we're created in the image of God? If the Bible is a story of three agents, God, humanity, and evil. What does it mean that we're created in the image of God? How should we live as those created in the image of God? And how should evil be avoided and negated throughout our lives? So those are the questions that we're going to explore over these next couple of episodes. Thanks for listening to the Gospel According to Podcast. If you have any questions about what you heard today, please send us a voice message. We would really love to hear from you. Make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe, 
and click the bell to get notified when we drop a new episode. Until next time, and for all time, your God reigns. Thank you.